When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. You can download the podcast. You can say play ESPN on the smart speakers. It pops up. You can, what else, download the app, one app, one tap, ESPN app. Hey, uh, Key, Ricky Smith is a, a comic out of Cleveland. Golden era of wrestling. Man, y'all got me in my memories. Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. I'm going to quote tweet this right now. Look at this social media whiz. Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant versus King Kong Bundy and Big John Studd. We'll hashtag WWE and we'll at the show. Isn't that what I'm supposed to do, uh, James? I at yeah. the show and then you retweet it or yeah, something? All that, you do all, something? That, all that sounds great. Yep. That's what I'm doing. I, done. Look at that. Multitask. I'm to think of it. I have to look. I got so many boxes, but I know I have it still. I have a Polaroid picture of me and Slick, the manager, and Mr. Oh, Hart. I need that. I do. I got to. I got to. I got to. I'm going to scrub it when I get a chance and look for it. But I know I got it. As I was thinking during our commercial break, I said, I got that damn picture of me slicking uh, some dude named Hart or something like that. Yeah, Bret Hart. Bret he Hart. Was, he was the manager of. Uh, Bret Hart and the Anvil. What was it? Um, the Hart Foundation. How the, the Hart, Hart Foundation? Foundation. Boy, they were good. Remember yeah, the- I have a picture. I have a picture of them. Yeah, because um, they had a, an event. I don't know. It, it was a wrestling event at at Sports Arena, and I caught them coming into the tunnel, and we were all standing there like a bag of a, a bunch of uh, little rascals, you know. <laughs> and, and and we had Polaroid and took a picture with them. I still have Slick. that picture, too. I got to get it. I remember back then, even, look, as a little kid back then, I'm like, hold up. The man, the black manager is named Slick. And when he would talk, I remember one time thinking, oh, man, they went there. He would, They were talking about the junkyard dog. Remember the junkyard dog? And Slick was yeah. like, man, I know that boy from way back. I'm like, hold up. So, so they're going into the stereotype of uh, the black people know each other, right? Like they, 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 they would trade on whatever was available. <laughs> Oh my God! How did they Man, not alienate audiences? Like a, yeah, it, I mean back then, though. Come on, yeah, yeah. Max. But also, we all loved it, though. All kids yeah, from but, all walks of life loved it. But they that. wasn't going to alienate the audience back then because you didn't. Even though you kind of knew, it was kind of like the character. Yeah, that was being. They were going played. over the top. Yeah, it was a yeah. it was a broke down pimp essentially. Right. What he looked right. like looked like he belonged in car wash or something. And the thing that Vince McMahon understood back then was like. You want to cut through the clutter, you got to go big, broad caricature, right? Like a cartoon that people will very quickly understand. Yeah, got more sophisticated huge, as time went on. Man, Roddy Roddy Piper, uh, Superfly Snooker, all those dudes was like, I had all the little action figures growing up. <laughs> those little rubber action figures? Man, they, they would do the thing and they would like bounce or something like and that? And then Macho Man and Darlene, was it Darlene? Macho Man, Randy Savage. Yeah, Elizabeth. Macho Miss Man. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, that's right. Elizabeth. Yeah. 
Elizabeth. You know, I'm like, man, when I get older, I'm going to get me one of those. It was so, it was so much different back then, like from boxing. So I love boxing since I was a little kid. Boxing, a super fight. I used to think it took a long time to build back then. It could take six months. Nowadays, ten years go by until they fight each other, right? But wrestling, they start building the grudge in the beginning of the show. By the middle of the show, they're about to fight, right? So, like, m- my mother would be like, oh, it's dinner time. She'd call for dinner. Like, there were four, four like, boys Mom, in the house. what are you doing? Yeah. I'm getting I'm like, ready to Mom, watch. Mom, Jimmy Superfly snookers up on the top rope. Just like, give me one minute. And Mean Gene when they do the interviews. Mean you know, Gene, that's the, right. Yeah, no, I remember oh. all that growing up. That was the... That was what it was, and and then all of a sudden, they have, uh, but it wasn't. It was a different league or uh, wrestling league with the Carrie Van Erics and them. I forgot. It was like a knockoff. You you yeah. know that one, James? Yeah, it was a yeah, knockoff. He was, he was probably talking about the NWA or, or WCW or something. WCW. Yeah, it was like a knockoff. Yeah, yeah. WCW. Key, I remember, like, I w- if I passed the news, I remember the day I realized, yo, there are magazines just for boxing. Because back then, you got a Sports Illustrated. A lot of yeah. time, Sugar Ray Leonard, someone would be a haggler, be on the cover of, of Sports Illustrated, right? So, But then I was like, oh, damn, I was like probably 11. I see a boxing magazine. Oh, I'm getting this. So I saw, oh, they got wrestling magazines, too. And whenever they tried to get the off-brand, the, <laughs> you know, the off-brand WWE, F back then, now it's WWE, dude, and compare them. I was like, come on, man. Don't cover the minor leagues. <laughs> cover the major leagues. What are you doing? Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. The only thing is they had one dude who wasn't WW back then, F, who was the real deal, and that was Ric Flair. Ric Flair was with the other one, right? Like, which one was he with, James? That'd have been uh, probably, and he was the NWA champion way back in the day, and then WCW, WCW. Uh, later on, like the late eighties and early nineties, and that, yeah, yeah. But but he was but the see, one everyone was, knew. But those were like knockoffs, to yeah. Me. But Ric Flair, Ric Flair was famous for real. He was like as big as the WWE F guys back then. Still right. is, yeah. Still, of course, still is Ric Flair. Um, Keyshawn J. Willen, I mentioned, presented by Progressive Insurance. On Get Up yesterday, Key, Chris Canty ranked his top five quarterbacks that need to win the Super Bowl this year. He, this year. Need to win the Super Bowl this year. Most pressure on him. Aaron Rodgers is one. Dak Prescott, two. Josh Allen, three. Russell Wilson, four. Lamar Jackson, five. I think it's a good list. But instead of having you do your own list and compare it, because you're making a lot of lists. You're losing your voice. You're on every show. Every time I turn around, it's midnight. There's key. It's 6 a.m. There's every 24 hours you're on TV and the radio. So I'm going to rank my top five. I had a little time off. I had a detached retina. I had a little time off. I'm rested. All the Yankees are killing me with these extra inning games. I'm going to rank my top five quarterbacks that need to win the Super Bowl next year, this upcoming year. And I want you to react to it. Number five. Okay, so it's Max's real <laughs> rankings today, but good enough keys. At you, you want number five? Let's start. At th- you think I should think we should start at one, guys? I think we should start. Man, at go one. five. Go five, five okay. now. At five, Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is under pressure to win the Super Bowl, and I'll tell you why. I know he's already won one. He hosts the AFC Championship game every year. Patrick Mahomes started his career. First full year as a starter, Key, I believe he would have won the Super Bowl that year if not for a pre-snap penalty at the end of the AFC Championship game, and he never got the ball back. By the way, no one complained back then, right, about the rule. 
Then when Josh Allen didn't get the ball back, all of a sudden they changed the rule. But Patrick Mahomes, they won the game. Tom Brady threw an interception. Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. I believe they would have won it. And they call it back because of a pre-snap penalty. Tom Brady goes on to win the Super Bowl. That's year one. Year two, Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl. (laughs) He wins an MVP, throws 50 touchdowns, should have gone to the Super Bowl. Wins the Super Bowl the next year's Super Bowl MVP. Gets back to the Super Bowl the following year. No offensive line. He's running for his life, but was spectacular through a lot of that game. Like The plays all remember from that Super Bowl that he lost are his incredible Superman plays. And then last year at the AFC Championship game, but key, he's supposed to be Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time. He's better like guys like this crazy guy, uh, Max Kellerman, on first take at the time, was talking about how great he is. Hasn't won a Super Bowl since. And at a certain point, he's a great quarterback, there's no doubt. But he was, his trajectory was taking him into a different kind of rarefied air. I believe he needs a Super Bowl this year. Now, there are guys with more pressure on them, like at number four. Number four. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's basically got to win the Super Bowl to, to save his job, I think. Because, look, let's say he wins a playoff game or two, and they have another really good regular season, and they got a running back and all that, but if they win a playoff game or two, they're going to look at Ryan Tannehill and say, well, we need a better quarterback to get us over the top. If he wins the Super Bowl, I think he's safe. If not, I don't know. Number three. Matt Ryan. And this is something, to be honest, uh, this is something that Key mentioned uh, before the show started. I had to put him right on the list. Matt Ryan, man, if he wins the Super Bowl, because he's put up numbers that are different than Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl, validated all the stuff. But Stafford was really about the athlete eyeball test in terms of his arm and all that, more than Matt Ryan, who not only did the athletes look at and go, he can ball, but year after year putting up crazy numbers. But the collapse in the Super Bowl, okay, it's a defense, whatever, collapse in the Super Bowl, if he gets that ring now and he's in a position to do it, changes the way we will view him forever. And I don't mean you, Key, I mean most of the football-watching public. Number two. Josh Allen. Key, you brought it up, man. Year one, he was no good. Like a touchdown-to-interception ratio is like one-to-one. That's, you don't want that. Next year, it was like two-to-one. and Then it was three-to-one. Now he's being talked about as the best player in football by a lot of people. Every year they seem to get closer, seem to get closer, can't get past the Chiefs. He's got to do this eventually. There's real pressure on Josh Allen. Number one. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think the same arguments I made about Mahomes apply more so to Rodgers. Yes, he's won a Super Bowl. Yes, he's one of the best we've ever seen. I get that. But at a certain point, if you don't get that second one key, not only is Favre more beloved than Green Bay and also has been to two, and one one, but suddenly as the years go by, key he's going to be lumped in Aaron Rodgers with a whole bunch of quarterbacks who won a Super Bowl and won an MVP and were really good. That you'd just look at him, you go, but Rodgers is better than that guy. I think there's real pressure on him to win the Super Bowl. So one, two, three, four, five: Rodgers, Allen, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Patrick Mahomes. I do not have Dak or Russell Wilson on the list. Key, I think there's pressure for them to win, but I don't think it's at the highest this year. I think they got to win in the next couple of years. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Key, one through five, the quarterbacks with the most pressure on them to win a Super Bowl this year on my list. Aaron Rodgers, one. Josh Allen, two. Matt Ryan, three. Ryan Tannehill, four. Patrick Mahomes, five. So here's the question. Who do you think is under the most pressure to win the Super Bowl this upcoming year? You know, I could take one and two and flip-flop, and I could go Josh Allen. And the reason I think Josh Allen is under so much pressure is because of the, the yeast and the hype that has come with him this entire offseason, off not only with him but the Buffalo Bills. They went out there and they spent money on Von Miller getting him, shoring <laughs> up the secondary, paying Stephon Diggs. They already paid Josh Allen. So when you look at it, everything is all bets in Vegas and all over the country is saying the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Josh Allen, MVP favorite. Josh Allen this, Josh Allen that. So that pressure, losing to the Kansas City Chiefs, wasn't his fault. The defense gave up the goods, but he was part of the team. And when you have so much hype going into a year and so many high expectations, people are looking for you to cash in on that. More times often than not, it doesn't pan out that way. And so... That pressure is certainly building up, right? They lose Brian Dable, who goes to the New York Giants to become their head coach. Ken Dorsey steps in as an offensive coordinator. Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, is still there. What if they do well enough on defense, he gets a job this next season? Now you got a new defensive coordinator coming in. you got an offensive coordinator who's never called plays before. Now all of a sudden you start to look at this as something different. And I know over the next couple years, people are going to say Josh Allen can carry the team. He can understand doing offensive things by himself. It doesn't work that way at all. And on top of that, you look at comparison to Dak Prescott, who's not on your list. That, to me, both of these guys are in the same category. Mm-hmm. Both of them got paid. Dak's category is, I play for the Dallas Cowboys. It's America's team. We come in every single year with high expectations. People expect for us to do things a certain way. And it hasn't cashed in yet. That's no different than Josh Allen yeah, here's with high the expectations to me. Here's the difference to me, Key. If Dak Prescott wins 12 games and let's say two playoff games, that's a big success. And people will say it's a step in the right direction and the Cowboys have went on a playoff run and the whole thing. If Josh Allen does that, it's a disappointment. 
there because he's already taken the steps up to that. Like it rarely works this way where the ideal way we think of something happen pans out, but happening pans out. But they draft a big strong kid with arm and legs and size, perfect for the Buffalo weather and all this stuff. And the first year he's very raw. And the next year he's better. And the third year, as you mentioned, the light goes off and he's excellent. And the fourth year, maybe he's even better. And the team keeps progressing and they keep adding. It's like perfect textbook, the way you would draw it up, right? Textbook. Now, and he just almost beat Patrick Mahomes. Now comes the year, year five. He's supposed to win MVP, you mentioned it. They're supposed to take that next step. To me, that's a different pressure than Dak Prescott. The Cowboys always disappoint. They haven't been on a playoff run in forever, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like, and by yeah, the no. way, if they don't key, they'll get rid of the coach and bring in a new coach. Jo- Josh Allen certainly has more pressure than Dak Prescott, but it's still, you know, one is at an eight, the other's at a seven. Yeah. It, 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 it's it's the same, you know, one in one, in one hand, another in the other. And so when I look at it, and I look at your list, Aaron Rodgers certainly has a lot of pressure. That's it, right. it's clear. I mean, he's got to win for a number of reasons. To pass Brett Favre because of everything that went on a year ago, the money he demanded, all of those sort of things. Matt Ryan's pressure is it's pressure for his legacy mm-hmm. in his career. Because Matt Ryan, oh, God, I would have died to play with him. I, <laughs> you would have gotten to I just love guys like that, though. Right. Just a professional goes about his business a certain way, and then when you look at him on the field, it's just dropping dimes, the accuracy, pinpoint accuracy, strong arm, all of those sort of things. Ryan Tannehill to me is really no pressure because it's not his team. It's Derrick Henry's team. They already drafted his replacement. Whether he win the Super Bowl or not, the replacement is already in place. But if and he so, wins the Super Bowl, Key... It's different. He, like he's you job hold is him, safe. You 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 hold him off for a little bit. Yeah, I see. What but you're Malik saying. Willis is already there, waiting to, but, for him to fumble. Yeah, but Malik Willis is maybe, as you said, whatever the upside is, there's years away, right? No, like, I, this is I, not I just a one year project. They, but they drafted him to take the spot. It's kind of like a Trey Lance. And Jimmy Garoppolo. They drafted him Poor to man's. eventually. Poor man's Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, yeah, I mean, because of where they were drafted. Yeah, but but you 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 get where I'm going. Yeah, of course. And then Patrick Mahomes, I wouldn't even have on the list. I just... Well, what, well, if it, but, but Mahomes, it's against the expectations you set early. Mahomes was a phenom. If Mahomes wins two Super Bowls and continues what he's been doing, he's in a new... like. But, but Max, here's why, here's why I wouldn't have him on the list. How many years do you think he got left? Man, you're not promised tomorrow, but I, no, I would I mean, say player, real, the, realistically at this level, damn given, Max, just give me a number. Given given the way quarterbacks play and the way their careers go, ten years at least. Okay, so if you got yeah. ten years to go, every single year he's going to have pressure. Every year, no yeah, matter. Yeah, but there are some dudes like that. But it's yeah. just automatic. So for me, I don't slide. I don't have him on the list because it's just auto. Right, you just it's assume. Automatic. Right, it's Patrick Mahomes. There's always pressure. It's kind of boring to talk about. Yeah, LeBron it's, it's James. Like, it's yeah. Who, it's uh, like Tom Brady. Yeah. Like it's it's just boring to talk about. Yeah. And so when you look Take at that, granted. that's what it is. Yeah, does, I get that. Does does Mahomes almost? I mean, not going to pass, but it, is this year kind of weird for him just because of how no. they traded away Tyreek Hill? No, because I think okay, more pressure to me. T- Tyreek Hill is going to be missed, and he's going to be missed severely. There's no question about it. But MVS, Juju Smith-Schuster, and whoever else they got, Nicole Hartman, Kelsey, they're going to be able to 
give the same production collectively as a group, they're not going to be able to give you the splash ooh-wee plays that Tyreek Hill was able to do. They're not going to be able to do what we saw against Buffalo, catch a, a shallow cross or a, a, a deep crosser and take it to the house, turn the corner and put up the deuces. They're not going to be able to do that. But collectively as a group, they're going to be able to give you 103 catches and 1,200 yards. They're going to be able to do that for sure. But I wonder it's about just going that, to look It's just going to look different how they come about doing those things opposed to Tyreek Hill striking fear in you immediately out the gate. But I, I wonder about that, Key, because I hear what you're saying, and I agree. I get it. Um, and this is kind of the consistent philosophy, the Parcellian stuff that you preach, and it works. Um, describes reality. But when you have one dude with a different kind of ability, even if the numbers by the end turn out to be the same, in those critical moments, right? Like the, the Chiefs, to me, were always... Like, the question is, the question is, now that you've separated the two, how much of that magic, oh, my God, like you said, a little, you know, a little eight-yard pass, he takes it to the house, right? Uh, Or in the Super Bowl when Mahomes calls his own play, but it's Tyreek Hill. It's a little different when Tyreek Hill is out there. In those high-leverage moments, how much does that affect things? That's why I actually think without Tyreek Hill there, there's more pressure on Mahomes because people like me are thinking, okay, let me see what you got now without that different kind of weapon in those critical moments. What about that? It, 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 it's certainly a factor. There's no question. Like I said, I started the conversation about the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Hill was saying they're going to certainly miss that. There's no question about it. It changes the game. All of a sudden, a quick, a quick strike happens, and now you just struck the fear God in the opponent and the opposing team. There's no question about it. But Kelsey, it's not going to stop them from winning games. It's not going to stop them from winning games but at super, all. But su- that's why I say, right, I agree. They're going to win a lot of games. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, case it's closed, not gonna, right? It's not going to stop them from, it's not going to stop them from winning a Super Bowl again. It's that's, not going to, it's just not going to so stop that's your, it, it, so to me, Travis Kelsey's the guy who keeps the chains moving, right? And Mahomes and, Re- let's start at the beginning. Mahomes and Reid mean you're going to be a good team. If you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you're going to win a lot of games. Travis Kelsey is the thing that makes them really a juggernaut. They just keep chugging along. The chains keep moving. But Tyreek Hill, to me, was that extra dimension. that Yes. Ingre- that yes. Ex- and so yeah. that's, that's why I'm saying it's not that's, just about the regular be, season. Look, it's about the, it, the Super Bowl. Do you – do you? okay. Here, I'm going to give you a food analogy. Let me try to do it this way for you. I'm eating this morning. I'm hungry. If you go somewhere and – you order a burger, mm-hmm. and the burger comes out. Food. A burger comes out with no seasoning on it. Mm-hmm. It's just bland. You know, you know how y'all like to cook it, Max. Y'all just throw it on the grill without seasoning it. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> you can't do that, man. I and, season my burger, and, and it does the trick for you, though, right? You're eating it. You, yeah. you ate it because you were hungry, and mm-hmm. it got you full. Mm-hmm. And the only complaint you had was, well, it didn't taste as good as Keyshawn's burger because Keyshawn got all the seasoning on it. That's the same thing when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs without Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is the seasoning. And Juju and all the rest of them are just a bland burger that's going to get you full and get you where you need to be. I think about, I think that's about, how it is. I think about other sports like basketball and baseball. 
you can construct a team in baseball that can win a lot of regular season games. The postseason is different because it's a shorter series, because pitching staffs can be handled differently, because you're facing better competition. There are ways to detect and predict which players will hit well in the postseason, which won't. In fact, pitching and defense is more important in the postseason. This is all verified by the analytics, right? The, the gut that everyone had all those years. In basketball, you can be a good regular season team, the Atlanta Hawks, when Budenholzer was there, won 60 games, right? But if you ain't got that extra ingredient you're talking about, to me, the Super Bowl is when you eat Cheeseburger, and it's like that, that feeling of elation, when you taste the delicious seasoning, that's the Super Bowl. And, and, and so I'm not saying they can't be good, they can't win a lot of games, but in the moments of truth, when you need a baller. But that's when you, but that's when Max, but that's when everybody else has to rise to the occasion. That's yeah. when you add the onion rings and the french fries to your value meal. That's when that's when MVS has to step up. That's when yeah. Juju has to step up. That's when the defense. And Spags has to turn things around and not put the defensive backs in horrible positions to get torched. That's when all that changes. It's just not on one guy at that particular moment. You got, we didn't guys win gotta our, step up. We didn't win our Super Bowl because of one guy. Oh no, no, I'm we not. Won our Super Bowl yeah. collectively as a group. I see. Although they brought you in to help win a Super Bowl, right? So they thought, hey, we're missing an ingredient at receiver to help us win the whole thing. And I'm not saying, Key, I, I see what we're talking past each other a little bit. I understand what you're saying now, I believe. You're saying it can be done without Tyreek Hill. But yes. now we have to see. Someone's got to actually do it and show that yeah. they can be that kind of player. Tyreek yeah. Hill already showed that. Yes. We know Tyreek Hill can do it. We yes. don't know if these other dudes can do it. That is very true. That's very, very true. But what if those other dudes do it? Then, then we're having a different conversation. We're having a different yeah. conversation in yeah. February. Right. We're having a different conversation in February. It's just like taking a unknown rookie because he had great success in college, and you automatically think he's going to have success in the pros. No, got to do gotta it. We got to see it. Show me. We don't like. What is that? And we'll see. Keyshawn. I just believe they're going to be a good team. I don't know that they'll win a Super Bowl, but I think they're going to be a damn good team. Keyshawn J. Willemax is brought to you by Mako. Scratches, dents, and dings on your car. When life throws you uh-ohs, just say better get Mako. Go to Mako.com today. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Titus O'Neill is a community relations ambassador for the WWE, where he's helped thousands of individuals through nonprofit organizations and WWE partners, such as the V Foundation, through Connor's Cure, Susan G. Komen, Boys and Girls Clubs of America, and Special Olympics. He's also known for his outstanding work in his local community of Tampa, Florida, leading the Bullard Family Foundation, where he is currently transforming Sly Middle Magnet School and the surrounding area into an innovative education and community hub to create lasting generational change. In 2018, the WWE was honored with the League Humanitarian... Oh, sorry... WWE honored, was honored with the League Humanitarian Leadership Award, and John Cena was named a finalist for the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award. Okay. Without further ado, Titus O'Neill with us. Good morning. Morning. How are you? Been a minute since, uh, since we've spoken. How would you first get involved with the community, community relations side of the WWE? Well, it just goes very organic. You know, it's kind of I've, I've been doing community service and, and giving back to communities everywhere I've been uh, for years, especially in my hometown of Tampa, Florida. 
And uh, so it was, and WWE, you know, our goal is to put smiles on people's faces. And uh, what better way to put a smile on a person's face than to uh, change their life in one way or another or change their child's life in one way or another. So uh, for me, it was a very natural uh, fit. And uh, I'm very honored to be the global ambassador for the WWE. We do tremendous work. We've been able to go and impact people all across every corner of the globe. Uh, simply by utilizing all of our assets, both our superstars, our media partners, our business partners, our corporate partners, uh, and our community partners, and being able to make transformational change. And so that's what we're about. That's what I'm about. I'm about not about just popping in, dropping off some gifts, and saying Merry Christmas and not seeing somebody for 364 other days. Uh, we want to leave a lasting impre impre impression everywhere we go, and that's doing transformational stuff with organizations in local communities uh, throughout the globe uh, that are fighting each and every day, various fights to make this world a better place. See, you missed that, Max. He threw a little, he threw a little Tampa Bay in there to let you know he's a Bucks fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all things Tampa Bay, the Lightning, the Bucks, the Rowdies, the Rays. Uh, I'm very proud of Tampa Bay as we have uh, uh, dubbed uh, and rightfully so. I mean, but Max knows that two-time champion, Super Bowl, two-time Super Bowl championship winners. I mean, Keyshawn was an integral part of bringing our Super Bowl back to Tampa. So he has love for the city. So many people around the world are coming to the city because, I mean, it's Florida, it's Tampa. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with Tampa. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We wide open. We wide open. Hey, Titus, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the Buller Family Foundation. Uh, the Bullet Family Foundation is uh, my foundation. Um, uh, we started it in 2018, and it was just a natural progression from working with so many different community partners, national organizations, uh, that I wanted to kind of be in control of some of the money that I was helping raise. I've helped raise millions of dollars for various charities. Um, and then just working with my partners and working with one of my best friends, Ricky Saylor, we've put close to 400 kids into college, and I just wanted to have a way to start documenting that. Um, and and uh, and also scaling it uh, and sustaining it and being in control of it. So I have an amazing board of individuals that help kind of uh, keep this ship going in the right uh, direction, and we have over 150 community and corporate partners uh, that help me just go out and be who I am and hopefully in, you know inspire other people to go out and be the very best in who they are. We are very... I don't. I'm not big on you know. You know what? I don't care what political affiliation someone has. I don't care what religion you practice. Don't practice. I don't care about religion. I really do care about every individual being the greatest human being they can possibly be. So many people helped me get into the position that I'm in today. So I'm not biased towards any any person or group or people. Um, I'm drawn more towards just really good people, and uh, I think that when. We are at our best in, in society, uh, no matter whether it's here in the United States or globally. Uh, we are at our best when everybody's working together for one common goal and doing it in a positive manner. Hmm. Titus, you uh, played football under Spurrier, under Steve Spurrier at Florida. What are your thoughts on all this conference movement You know, over the last year? It's crazy. Um, you know, uh, for years, uh, the things that athletes – and uh, athletes in particular were wanting so much of was to be a part of the bigger piece of the puzzle and being able to get paid, uh, being able to make money off their name and likeness. And now with all these conferences shifting, it seems like they're going to where the money is as well. 
Um, the SEC. The SEC is just getting continuously getting stronger. The Big 12 just elevated uh, to another level. My son plays. Uh, TJ Bullard plays at UCF. He's a freshman there. And uh, it's a, the perfect time for him to be going at two U- universities, Central Florida, so that with them making a the transition to the Big 12, now Texas and is coming to the SEC. So, it's I mean, when Texas A&M came to the SEC, it was big news because we know it's big money. Everything revolves around money. I just hope that. Um, you know, some of the mid-major schools and some of the other schools uh, can have that same success by joining uh, and making super conferences. Uh, but it does make it very, very competitive and tough uh, for so many people to make it to the national championship uh, playoffs. Um, and uh, I look forward, you know, to this conference, the SEC conference, the best conference in all of football, uh, hopefully uh, <laughs> continuing on the national championship picture. Uh, but obviously the Big 12 and the Big 10 are going to have a lot to say about it. And this movement and these shifts with these teams uh, going into uh, making mega conferences uh, is, uh, is definitely going to draw a lot of more, a lot more money. Uh, but I just, like I say, I hope it's going into the hands, uh, more money goes into the hands of all of the athletes, not just the football players, the basketball players, women and men's sports. I think that everybody should capitalize off of this growth. Uh, unfortunately, in the past, Keyshawn knows as well. Well, Keyshawn went to USC, so they were they were being paid like four athletes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't have that problem. I dare you. Oh, my hey. God. You know, after the Pete Carroll era, you go to the players' parking lot, the cars were not the same. That's all I'll say. I don't even want to talk about the scandal that Florida hey. has been Y'all through. I don't even want to Y'all talk about that. All right, listen. That is Titus O'Neil. WWE superstar, global ambassador for the WWE, and the 2021 Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award finalist. Thank you, Titus. Appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot, T. I was two-time finalist, uh, Max. Two-time. You know, Uh, by the way. Just want to put some respect on my name. You got to put, you got to, you got to get there three times, then you'd be like Ali. He won the title three times. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But congratulations to all of the finalists for this year's award. All of them are doing amazing work, um, doing exactly what uh, people with a platform and people with resources, whether it's in sports or business or in education um, or healthcare, uh, should be doing, which is uh, utilizing those platforms to make people's lives better. And I'm, I'm very proud of every single athlete. Uh, that not only are the finalists for this year's Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian or ESPY Award, but also those that are not finalists but still going out and doing great work in the community and making their communities better. That is Titus O'Neill, ladies and gentlemen. And this is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Is it fair to say that Lamar Jackson is a top 10 talent but not a top 10 quarterback. Ooh, do you see the implications under that question that was just written on my screen? Do you see underneath? That's what they said about him coming out of college. You should play another. He's not a top. What is that supposed to mean? We're going to talk about that coming up on Keyshawn J. Willemax. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. John J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Jay with a day off. Um, really? And we, what's that? I said really? Yeah. Yeah, he do. He wanted to see if you if we could make you talk enough to actually lose your voice on the air. And we're coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase. It's summertime. People are entitled to take days off, Key. Um, oh, I understand. Everybody needs a break. That's right. Uh, ESPN NFL front office office insider Mike Tannenbaum is with us now. Mike, are you there? Let me see. There he is. I Look am. at Mike Tannenbaum. Good morning, guys. Good morning to you. We were talking about Lamar Jackson and Bernard Pollard and the back and forth they've been having on Twitter. What do you think about this whole thing? Uh, I think it's way below Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a great young player. He's a league MVP. And when you're at the top and you're a star, and look, you know, Key, you know this. You were the first pick in the draft in the NFL. You were in New York. Like, people are going to take shots at you. Like, be beyond reproach. You're the CEO. You're the battlefield commander. Don't worry about what Bernard Pollard thinks. Mike, though, you've been a front office executive, general manager. You run teams. You've done all those sort of things. Have you ever been in a situation where – you were negotiating someone's contract, and one of the former players from that organization talked negatively about that particular player, and you had to kind of defuse the situation in the in the negotiation? You know, not exactly what's going on right now in Baltimore Key, but look, being in New York, Miami, those are big markets, a lot of eyeballs, lots of opinions, which is great. Like, we're part of that discussion now. And when you're running a team key and you're talking to ownership, the head coach, the player and his agent, you got to black out everything else because everyone's going to have opinions. And it really doesn't matter what Bernard Pollard thinks at the end of the day. Like Eric DaCosta, John Harbaugh, Steve Bashotti, they got to do what's best for the organization. They got to get Lamar Jackson's contract signed. And here's why. When your franchise quarterback's going to the last year of his deal, it's destabilizing. Get his extension done and ignore all the other noise. I asked you this on TV yesterday, on this just in uh, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN, uh, Mike, <laughs> about um, 
about like as a GM, you know, because Key mentioned it, and I mentioned this on the air too. I referred to it. Key mentioned, look, one of the reasons it may have touched a nerve with Lamar Jackson is it's not just that it's Baltimore on Baltimore crime, but like well, we're talking contract right now, and you're in the you you're a former Super Bowl champ with the team talking about you can't win a Super Bowl with me, you know, you know, don't mess with my money. And I asked you as a GM, Mike, former GM, if that would affect. You know, by the way, Key, Mike is, you know, likes to say that you don't know what it is not to have, you know, to, to, to not pay a quarterback until you go to the stadium and Brooks Bollinger. You're trying to bre- beat Tom Brady with Brooks Bollinger. Then you know you have a problem. So would this affect. Or, 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 hey, look, or you don't pay a wide receiver, you trade him off, or you try to go to the stadium and beat the Indianapolis Colts. Without someone for Brooks Bollinger to throw the ball to, even. All right. So about if you get two first round picks for that aforementioned wide receiver max. Two first rounders. Who who'd they turn out to be, Mike? Do you remember? <laughs> oh, um, decent players, but I digress. <laughs> all right. The the point is, would this affect you at all in terms of your negotiation with Lamar Jackson? Either what Pollard said or Lamar's reaction to it, which you think is beneath him. The Lamar reaction wouldn't bother me but it would be an opportunity to say hey we're partners you are the face of our franchise we're incredibly lucky we traded up 32nd pick in the draft we got five years on your contract we are so lucky that you're here and that rookie contract is a bridge to a massive future together you're great when you throw it you're great when you run it which we're watching here guys and everything else really doesn't matter. Just keep earning the trust and respect of your locker room, which he has. He is a beloved player within the uh, the Ravens building. He was really well thought of in Louisville by his teammates, his coaches, when we scouted him. So all the other noise makes zero impact on what we have to do here, which is we have to craft a contract that's a win-win. And if I was the Ravens, I'd fly down to Florida where he lives, I would get with him, his mom, anybody else in his support system and say, hey, here's four or five contracts. Let's sit down and reasonably find a compromise among these five deals. The market's fully formed. This should be a deal that should get done regardless of what Bernard Pollard thinks. Mike Tannenbaum joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and and Max. Mike, let's switch to some things that's going on around in the National Football League rumor mill. The Miami Herald somewhat reported what was going on real quick for me. Sean Payton, uh, they would be interested in the Miami Dolphin job in the past. His name has come up with the Dallas Cowboys, now the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, isn't it unbelievable, Keith? Poor Mike McDaniel. He seems like a great guy, and they're already talking about his replacement. He hasn't coached a game in the NFL, including the preseason. So can we at least give Mike McDaniel at least you know 10 minutes on the job here? Look, Sean Payne's a Hall of Famer. He'll have a lot of opportunities next year if he wants to do. I also know this about Sean. He has a lot of respect for the coaching profession. He, so I'm sure he was Jay, Will, and Max. That is Mike Tannenbaum. We're up against it, Mike. We'll be back. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.